0: Hello lovelies. Welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. It's time for us to think about choice in a new way, not as a reward where we pick the best thing. Here's the problem. We were raised thinking choice was some elaborate privilege that came along with reward only, right? Most of us were raised where we didn't get a whole lot of free choice. And so it came down to choosing between, you know, chocolate or vanilla ice cream, or in an extreme sense, maybe ice cream and spinach or something. We've been making choices based on some preconceived notion that something is intrinsically better than the other, for reasons that we may or may not have even considered. In reality, choice is power and opportunity, not just a reward, or at least not the kind of reward we tend to default to. Choice is something more important than that. It's not just picking, but it's also not so important that we have to be in about it either, right? Like a lot of times people, in fact, one of my closest friends tends to shut down when faced with a choice. It's too much pressure as if it can't be changed. Somehow it locks her in a box and she'll be stuck. There are very few choices that actually will make you stuck. Here's the thing. We have to remember that choice is selection and that's a different thing. When we select something, even if you look at the meaning of the word, that the construction of the word selection, selection, it's apart and choose. It's literally look at this separately, take it apart and choose what is most suitable for you. Suddenly we start thinking about what really matters, right? Like in biology, right? Survival of the fittest, uh, natural selection, What is going to thrive? What is going to flourish? What should we grasp a hold of because it is a good use of our resources? It's not wasteful. Well, what are our commodities on any given choice? Whether it is how to react, how to respond, what to eat, where to go. We should be asking ourselves, what is most suitable for us? What is going to help us thrive or flourish? What is the best use of our most important resources, our time, energy, thought, and emotion? What's going to make us stronger and more self-reliant? What is the best use of our time, our energy, our thoughts, and our emotion? What is going to help us pursue self-mastery instead of just self-preservation? flourish and thrive not survive that comes along with well thrive and flourish you can't do either one of those things if you don't survive and yet we either get caught up in reward or survival maintenance preservation let's master this thing called life let's master our thoughts and emotions. Let's choose. If we focus on the minor annoyance that just happened or the overall presence and power that somebody has in our lives and how it helps us, let's choose. Now, let's be clear. Sometimes the best use of your time, energy, thought, and emotion is to freaking eat chocolates and watch TV. I do not think that this means we don't get to enjoy life that time is needed often. So let's remember, the next time you hear me say, choose your reaction, choose which emotion you're going to focus on, choose your thoughts, right? Remember, I am offering you power and opportunity. The next time you have a choice between what's for dinner, where to go, how to react, whether or not to be patient, whether or not to apologize, whether or not to spend your time somewhere. This is a choice that is an implied power, an opportunity to thrive or decline, to master this thing called life or to simply preserve. I have this a visual in my head of the kinds of um, filters or it's like screens, right? When somebody goes panning for gold or searching for crystals or something, right? There are layers of screen that things go through. And so here I am now, I'm thinking, okay, I've got four, maybe five screens that I'm going to filter choice through. The first being, what is most suitable for me? What is most suitable for my family? What is most suitable for this situation? That's going to filter out some things, right? Some things are just not suitable, right? (laughs) I have a lot of funny examples in my head, but I'll spare you. The second one, what is most likely to thrive and flourish? What is most likely to help me thrive and flourish, my family thrive and flourish, my business, whatever's involved, whatever's related. I was thinking about my garden, right? You plant things at different times. You feed things different amounts. If you do, everything will thrive, It will coexist. If you don't, you will end up with everything dead and the tomatoes taking over. Maybe the tomatoes are a person. Maybe they're a thought of fear and insecurity. So what's going to help me thrive and flourish? The third one, and actually I don't care what order you do these (laughs) in, okay? The third one is what is the best use of my time, energy, thought, and emotion? And I'm going to tell you, I think that that might be the most important part. I mean, yes, we have to know what is suitable, but what is the best use of my time, my energy, my thought, and my emotion? There are lots of different reasons why people get hung up on a wrong thought, right? People hyper-focus. For a lot of reasons. And for some people, we're talking anxiety, depression, ADHD, and actual chemical misdistribution, if that's a word, in their minds, right? Some people produce plenty of serotonin, but they don't re- reabsorb the amount that they need. Some people, it doesn't release in a steady flow or it holds on and then explodes. There are reasons why people are hyper-focused that are literally about their brains. And while Yes, there are instances where those need aids of medication or whatever. What I have seen be one of the most successful things is for the person to choose where they hyper focus, to ask themselves, is this the best use of my time, energy, thought, and emotion? And if not, shift that hyper focus to something else. Now. This has to be a habit that is formed to go through this filter, right? Maybe we have someone in our world that can remind us, or maybe we put a sticky note on our computer if we tend to get sucked into something that way. And I'll tell you, beloved, hyper is something that we all tend to have right? If you're one of those people who thinks you hop around from thing to thing to thing, the reason why you're hopping around from thing to thing to thing is that none of those things is really sparking your interest enough to keep you focused. I actually learned a little tip recently that is really helpful. Instead of a to-do list, you call it a to-do list. And every time you mark something up, right? You start the beginning of the day with, I need to do these four things. You write it down. And when you get one of them done, you cross it off and you say, I like to say it out loud, but you can say it in your mind. You say, ta-da. And that will release a burst of dopamine in your brain. Your brain will then learn, ooh, I get things done. I get dopamine. Yay. And you can completely over time with consistency, change your reaction and your behavior. You can shift from being a uh, procrastinator, right? To Someone who gets their shit done. Now, this is something I've managed to do for myself. And I got to tell you, I didn't really know that I did it on purpose, but the more I've learned about this ta list, I'm like, I did this for myself. When I first became an adult, really, and first started uh, teaching school, if I had something that had to be completed, I did it immediately as soon as it was assigned. Actually, I started that in college, right? If I had an assignment, if I had a paper, I would do it like that day that it was assigned, even if I had a week or two weeks. And what that has done for me is create where the bill comes, I pay it, right? Something has to get done. I do it. I do it right then. I get it done. I do all my things first thing in the morning so that the rest of the day I feel free. And I say, (laughs) ta-da, right? Now I didn't realize I was doing that till I heard someone else talking about a ta-da list, but I'm getting kind of excited just thinking about it. Saying this out loud to you is helping me put the pieces together. And I can tell you, I've seen it work for people and I know it's worked for me. The next filter I think would be what will make me stronger or more self-reliant? What makes my family stronger and more self-reliant? And then, of course, the last one would be the theme we had for the whole last year. And I'm going to say it's just going to keep going forever and ever. And that is self-mastery, not self-preservation. So being asked to choose or recognizing we can choose our emotion, our reaction, what's for dinner, all the different kinds of choose, (laughs) okay? We're going to take it apart and we're going to ask ourselves, what is most suitable for me? What is most likely to help me thrive and flourish? What is the best use of my time, energy, thought, and emotion, and what will make me stronger? And then finally, and ultimately, does this help me pursue my own self-mastery or is it simply for self-preservation? Not that self-mastery doesn't include self-preservation because it does, but it also stretches us enlivens us. And we are more content in our lives when we are allowing ourselves to be challenged. Just that right level of disequilibrium. I took an entire class called disequilibrium in college. It was aimed at helping us understand, because I was studying to be a teacher, okay, that you had to create just the right amount of disequilibrium in order for people to learn. Too much and they shut down, too little and they get bored. So when we're thinking about what's suitable, it has to be, does it stretch me? Does it challenge me? Just enough. Think about it, beloved. Roll it around in your beautiful minds. Utilize it in every way. How we communicate, how we react, what we think about, what we eat, how we spend our free time, any time that you have the power and opportunity to choose. Until next time, beloved. Namaste.